The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Peter McGuire, who joins us. Uh, Peter is the CEO of XM Australia on the line from Sydney. I don't know where to begin. We had the eco data for Japan that was uh, a little above forecast, but perhaps more compelling is uh, what we're hearing now from New Zealand, a forecast that recession will begin in the second quarter of next year, and the RBNZ expecting it to be mild. And despite that, it's going to continue to hike. Um, You think that's the right step at this point? Well, good morning, Doug. I think, and greetings from Sydney. Yes, probably is the right step. I think that the overall theme across New Zealand—it's a far smaller economy than our than in Australia—and they've really taken the bull by the horns and try and rein in inflation. They've been quite aggressive with rate rises, as we all well know, and they're further along the curve than what Australia is. So. Yes, probably the the trade-off is going to be second quarter recession. Let's see how deep it is and let's see where the world is by this time, um, maybe mid-year. Uh, it's, been, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the whole, uh, I suppose, uh, hardening of monetary policy took place in New Zealand. That, they were the first bank to really move on inflation. Now, tell me something. Is yes. it uh, almost acting like a canary in a coal mine? Well, in some ways, Richard, it is because, you know, they've been, we watched them. Because, you know, it's only a two-hour flight and a big population base in Australia and certainly in Sydney that are New Zealanders. And you talk to the man and the woman on the street, you know, you know New Zealanders, and they say, well, look, they're really hurting at home and they're raising rates. We understand what happened to the property market over there. And the overall, I think, health of the economy has taken a bit of a backward seat. So, yeah, it was fairly aggressive. And uh, the realisation is where are they? And how deep is it going to be? Because you've got property prices really starting to come under the whip. So I can understand if a central bank feels as though they need to keep rates higher for longer because inflation, the risk here is that it would rear its ugly head again, so to speak. But are you confident with the notion that we have reached peak inflation right now and that we're seeing uh, Mm -hmm. pretty good moderation? I mean, I'm thinking of the CPI report here in the States in particular. I'd probably have to go back to my, my uh, school professor, Jeremy Siegel, and see what he thinks because <laughs> I really feel <laughs> Professor Siegel would say maybe you haven't reached it. And uh, I think that possibly 23 is going to be a pretty tough year from an inflation side. So, Doug, no, I don't know whether we have reached it. Uh, time will tell, and it'd be it's a lot easier to look back in a vision mirror than forward-looking because 
there are just so many inputs that need to be considered. And I'm worried about the price of crude. I'm worried about what happens as far as currency wars and the overall bond market. So, yeah, I think crude, that worries me a lot with energy prices starting to really um, you know, come under a bit more pressure to the upside. Yeah, this is it. But I mean, you know, again, Australia and New Zealand are in the same kind of position as the US. We've got inflation. But again, we've got this really, really stubbornly strong jobs market. Uh, what do you make yes. of it? And what? Are the, why? Why? Well, you know, we're in Australia and I, can only, I haven't travelled for three years. So I, I look at Sydney and we've had a critical shortage as far as people. So you go into a little cafe and they say, please take your time because we haven't got, we've, we need five staff. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at living here and they've only got three. So we've got to be conscious of that. And we're starting to now fill our, 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 uh, our shores up with tourists and travellers. But we had a real shortage as far as workers. And that seems to be a common occurrence with this COVID situation, restricted tourists to go to the likes of New Zealand and certainly Australia. And that impacts the employment market, Rish, and that's where we deal with. Speaking of the COVID situation, a nice segue into the China story here. Boy, did we have we seen a pivot on the part of Beijing to soften a lot of these restrictions, and it extends into Hong Kong as well. Does that necessarily mean that, that we're going to see uh, the beginning of a recovery in China? I get that it may be slow and, and steady, but are we at an inflection point? Well, I think we are in a lot of ways, and quite simply because they, they were very, very um, strict as far as their compliance, as we all know. And now by backing off, and I, I think opens up from a tourist perspective, opens up from a, a trade perspective. And certainly Hong Kong becomes possibly a, another destination point for travellers. And I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. So, yes, I think 23 is going to be a, a stronger year for both of those economies. And uh, that's not going to um, not going to hurt anyone as far as supply chains and the overall you know, economic conditions in both of those. Well, the one country really, isn't it? Uh, okay, I just want to get your view here, uh, actually, as to what we have, Peter, in terms of uh, FX and looking at uh, the dollar, which has probably erased yeah. half of the gains that it's had through this year in recent weeks. Uh, is that yeah. also done? What do you see for it next year? How does the Aussie, how do some of the majors perform against it? And do we see the yen coming back? Well, we're still going to, yen. I mean, it's had an amazing move. And I'll start with that one. We we're at nearly one. We, I think we did touch 150 and that intervention numerous times. We're now at 135 and a half. So the, the yen has really strengthened dramatically against that US dollar. We've got a US dollar index running at 104. Now, I think that there's further pressure to the downside because this week you've got so many different markets looking at central bank rise, rising. You've got rate decisions, UK, as we know. We've got Mexico, Norway, Philippines. We've got Switzerland, which I won't be surprised to probably nudge it up. And uh, Taiwan. So that's all tomorrow. So that's going to be, I think, further pressure. And maybe the good news has already been baked in for US dollar index, that 50 basis points. So you could see a 103 by Christmas. Mm. And yes, yeah, stronger dollar, stronger yen, pound and euro. So give me a trading strategy that you think has legs and uh, some strength going into the new year. Take it out six to well, nine months from now. Well, I, I won't be surprised. Depends on how aggressive... Fed Chair Powell's going to be over the first couple of months. And if they go back to 25 basis point hikes come February or March, then I think that that's going to be a, a good sign. And then the other, so I think there will see more structural weakness for US dollar. 
and you'd have to look at possibly gold. Have a look where we are as far as some of these currencies moving further to the upside. Maybe a 130 handle for yen is something to look at. And uh, euro, the way it's going, they'll be aggressive with rate rises over there. So maybe you're going to look at a 1.1. We've uh, it's had an amazing move. All of these currencies have been incredible to trade over the last six to eight weeks. Well, this is it, isn't it? And, you know, uh, a point being here, is this uh, something which will perhaps also again in places outside of the U.S. mean that uh, we'll have uh, the Fed, sorry, the uh, central banks will have less to do to fight inflation because it won't be uh, as uh, virulent as it has been because things are generally priced in dollars? Well, I think so. And yeah, and I think 22 was the year for blast off. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, New Zealand really hit the ball out of the park and all everyone's playing catch up. So I think the majority of the rise, rises of, of interest rates across most markets will have happened by probably end of January, February. And we could see a, a less, a less um, I suppose, aggressive central bank policy hmm. globally. But that's not the same thing as saying that we're going to enter a new paradigm where rate cuts are beginning to happen. Now, I think they'll stay elevated for a while until they feel confident that inflation is back in the box. Uh, Peter McGuire from XM Australia, thanks so much for joining us here on DBA. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.